So if you're feeling like, ah, I don't want to do it, this is especially for you. That means you have to do it because the more afraid you feel, the more likely you actually want the thing that's on the other end. Because if you didn't want the thing that's on the other end, you wouldn't feel freaked out because you'd be like, oh, I don't want it. So it, it wouldn't even have stakes for you. If you're afraid, it means the stakes are high. It means there's something that you want there on the other end. And so follow your desire and let yourself be a little afraid. Welcome to the Art of Speaking Up a podcast that empowers professional women to rise. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and in this show, I take you undercover into the stories and lessons that I learned, sometimes the hard way, throughout my career. I also talk with working women, leaders, and coaches to show you that no matter what your struggle is and no matter what your career goals are, you already have all the talent that you need to succeed. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. This week is another solo episode. It's just me again. And this episode is a continuation of last week's episode. I definitely recommend listening to that one first because it'll put today's episode into a little bit more context, but I'll also give you a quick recap of some of the things that I talked about in case you're just jumping in and listening to this for the very first time. So last week's episode was all about this idea of career advancement, and it was all about this idea of moving yourself to the next level. And specifically, I focused in on a very important piece of that puzzle, which is learning to advocate for yourself and to strategically communicate to your manager and to the stakeholders around you who influence the decision of what happens with you next in your career. I talked about the importance of doing that. And in order to explain that, I used the idea of a Ferris wheel. And so the Ferris wheel is kind of my version of the corporate ladder. I don't really like the imagery and the kind of analogy of the corporate ladder. It doesn't resonate with me at all. I feel like it has weird negative connotations. So my version of the corporate ladder, which I think is a way more fun and just resonates with me more, is the Ferris wheel. And in this fictional Ferris wheel, the Ferris wheel of my career and the Ferris wheel of your career, in this particular fictional Ferris wheel, each cart on the Ferris wheel is numbered, and I go through this in detail in last week's episode, but the carts on the Ferris wheel have ascending numbers. And so if you're earlier on in your career, you're in cart number one, and if you're farther into your career, you might be in the very last cart of the Ferris wheel. But most importantly, I talked about how these carts on the Ferris wheel get nicer and nicer and nicer as you advance in your career and as you get promoted. It's kind of like getting an upgrade on an airline. So the carts with the lower numbers, the carts that you're in earlier on in your career, you're going to make less money in those carts. And so on the Ferris wheel, they might not be as luxurious as the carts that are in the higher numbers. And so I talked about how in the beginning of your career, the Ferris wheel cart might be kind of dusty and not so nice. And maybe it's hot because the Ferris wheel's out in the sun and it's not luxurious at all. But as you advance and you get into those nicer carts, they're more luxurious inside. Maybe they're air conditioned. Maybe there's like a disco ball and a mini bar. 
Maybe there are some other luxurious things in the higher number of Ferris wheel carts like caviar. And also in the higher number of Ferris wheel carts, there's more and more money. So there are bags of money in these Ferris wheel carts and those represent your increasing salary. But basically, I want you to imagine that each cart on this Ferris wheel is decked out nicer and nicer and nicer as you go into the higher numbers. And if you want to hear more detail on all of that, listen to the episode before this one. But the most important thing to keep in mind right now is that your career, the progression of your career is this Ferris wheel. And you want to think about this as trying to get yourself to the next cart on the Ferris wheel. And I talked about this critical moment, this critical, critical moment where you have to ask your manager if it's time for you to move to the next level. Usually in a typical work environment, if you're wanting to advance and you're wanting to progress, you can't just get to the next Ferris wheel cart by just going in. There are usually other stakeholders involved. There are other people that make that decision. And so if you are someone who's interested in getting into those nicer Ferris wheel carts and advancing up the carts in the Ferris wheel, then it's really hugely, massively in your interest to proactively communicate with the people around you. It's often your manager, but there could be other stakeholders who make that decision. But it's super important to proactively communicate with the people around you and share your intention and your desire to move into that higher Ferris wheel cart and to make a case for maybe why it's time for you to move into that higher Ferris wheel cart. It's super, super important to put the ask out there and to have a holistic communication plan that you can implement to speak with those stakeholders stakeholders and ensure that you're throwing your name in the hat and to ensure that those stakeholders know that this is something that's important to you and most importantly that they know your story and they know your contributions and they know that story about why this is right for you, why you've earned this and why it's time whenever that time does come to move you into that next cart and for you to get a promotion and for you to move on to that next step or that next level, whatever it is. And communicating with your manager or whoever that primary stakeholder is, that's a whole big topic. And I'll continue to share more and more and more that can help you with this as the show goes on. But there's something that needs to be tackled before I can even get into kind of the steps or how to think about telling a story about why it's your time and why you deserve this and how to make a case for yourself and how to really take control of the conversation around your career advancement and around you moving to the next level. Before I even talk about that, I want to talk about some of the inner challenges and some of the mindset stuff that can really get in the way and make it so, so hard to even do that. And so if you're hearing me talk about communicating your value and you're hearing me talk about being proactive and driving a conversation with your manager or with that stakeholder around your career advancement and you moving forward in your career, if you're hearing me talk about that and you're having anxious thoughts or you're having thoughts that sound like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrifying. I don't want to do that. Is there a way for me to progress without having to have those conversations? I don't want to take charge. That sounds terrifying. If you're having thoughts like that, this episode was specifically, I specifically made it for you. Because here's the thing. 
here's the thing that I have experienced and that I've spent a lot of time thinking about and that I I really want to bring forth for you to help you so you don't get stuck in some of the traps that I got stuck in, which I created for myself. I created these traps for myself. And if there's anyone else out there creating the same traps for themselves, I just want to help you get unstuck from the trap. But the traps that I created for myself were all things, stories that came from my own mind about why I shouldn't take charge, why I shouldn't be proactive, why I shouldn't drive a conversation around my own career advancement. Because if someone had given me an end-to-end blueprint and said, Jessica, here are the 10, exact 10 things to do. And if you follow these 10 things, I guarantee you, you'll get a promotion and you'll get a raise and your career will go well and you'll have all the success you want. If someone had given me that blueprint back when I was stuck in these unhelpful thought patterns, I wouldn't have implemented it. I would have been too afraid to take action and too afraid to step forward because of my own inner fears and insecurities and my own discomfort. So it's not always about knowing what to do. I'll tell you everything I know that I've learned in my career. But knowing what to do isn't the most important thing. The most important thing is having the courage to do it and having the courage to sometimes push through some of our own mindset challenges that are actually trying to keep us from taking the action and taking the steps that we want to take. It's literally like we're fighting a battle against ourselves. We want this thing. There's this part of us that's like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then there's this other part of us called fear that's like, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. And we're literally battling with ourselves. It's bananas. It's bananas. But This is a real thing that I've experienced, and there are probably some people out there that have experienced a similar thing. And today's episode is about a really specific way that this battle will manifest itself when it comes time for you to think about building a communication plan and building a plan so that you can connect with your manager or whoever those stakeholders are who play a role in your professional growth. When it comes time to talk with those people and to really show up and drive a conversation about the future of your career and the next step, This inner battle can show up and manifest itself in such weird ways. And one of the very weird ways that this inner battle can show up is through fake, false, made-up lies. Lies that our brains, your brain, might tell you to keep you small and to keep you from taking action. And these lies that our brains come up with They feel so true. They feel like a warm, fuzzy blanket because the reason they feel that way is they prevent us from taking action. These lies that our brains tell us keep us small and prevent us from taking action. And it feels like a warm, fuzzy blanket because we don't have to do the scary thing. We don't have to put ourselves out there. We don't have to put a meeting on our manager's calendar to discuss our professional development because that feels really, really scary. So these lies, they can be very convincing and they can feel very, very true. But when you look at them more closely and you really put them under a microscope or under a magnifying glass and you take a closer look at them, 
they're actually ridiculous. Like when you actually look at the things that we say to ourselves to prevent ourselves from being proactive, they make no sense. They're completely irrational. And that's why I'm so excited to walk through those lies that you might tell yourself that might prevent you from taking control and taking things into your own hands when it comes to your professional development and when it comes to pursuing the next big thing in your career. These lies are so bizarre yet they might resonate with you at a very deep level. And I'm so excited to help you dismantle them. So I'm gonna walk through three lies that your brain might tell you in order to try to prevent you from taking action and in order to keep you in a state of smallness and fear and ultimately in a state of not fully committing and not fully taking the steps to go after what you want. So let's look at these lies for a second. Let's start with lie number one. Lie number one that your brain might tell you when it's time to take action and take control and get yourself to a better cart in the Ferris wheel. Lie number one. I like this cabin on the Ferris wheel and I want to stay here forever. I don't want a bigger sack of money. I don't ever want to get to the Ferris wheel cart with the caviar. I am happy sitting here in the heat dripping sweat on this Ferris wheel in this scratched up, non-luxurious, dusty, dirty cart. And now, nothing wrong if you genuinely don't give a flying F and don't want to put your heart and energy into your career. Your heart and energy wants to go somewhere else. That is awesome. And I support that. The only time I don't support it is if it's a dirty old lie that you're telling yourself because you're so afraid of what it could mean to think about and to pursue the next level. That is lie number one. Lie number two. This one, okay, I'm excited about this one. Lie number two. Moving up and pursuing the luxury cart on the Ferris wheel and the bigger bag of money feels greedy. It feels selfish. It feels like I'm just wanting all of this material stuff and praise and reward. This feels greedy. Okay, now this is a topic that I went into way back in season one on episode 10, where I recorded an episode called How to Dream Big, Permission to Set Your Career Goals Ridiculously High. Being greedy is wanting everything for yourself without regard to the people around you, only caring about you, stepping on people to get there, not caring about helping other people, maybe harming other people in your wake. Wanting more for yourself in and of itself is not greedy. And in fact, as women, we are so conditioned to feel ashamed when we want more for ourselves, when we want a lot of something, when we have a lot of desire, when we are hungry for a lot of food, both physically and figuratively. We are so shamed for that deep urge and that deep sense of desire that we quell it so much that when we want something that would be totally normal baseline thing for, say, a white dude to want, we want that too. It feels greedy to us because we're so conditioned to not be that way. When in fact, it's just called ambition and it's called having goals and it's actually a positive thing. 
of all of the things that were said about Steve Jobs, you know, when he passed, greedy was not one of them. He was someone that had mad ambition, mad, wanted huge things, both for himself and for the world and for the products that he put out in the world. And we're used to seeing these men in positions of power. And because we haven't seen women there, it still can feel a little abnormal and a little weird to be like, I want that big thing. I want that big thing for myself. But the truth is greed and selfishness has very little to do with what you have and what you want and has much more to do with how you treat other people. And the more you're taking care of yourself and the more resources you have, the more options you have to help other people. And so if you ever feel this sense of like, weird shame for wanting something or you're like, this feels icky. That ick, that feeling of ick, that ick is not your authentic ick. That ick was given to you from the outside world. And the ick, the true ick doesn't lie in wanting lots of things for yourself. The ick lies in the way that you go about pursuing those things. The ick is in stomping on people on your way to get there. And the ick is in not being honest and not being in integrity. And the ick is in not caring about people who are maybe having a more difficult time. That's where the ick is. The ick has very little to do with what you want for yourself. The ick has everything to do with how you relate to the world around you and whether you show up in integrity. So that is lie number two. And lie number three, OMG, lie number three. This one, this one is like a hard one to get past. Lie number three is, if I ask for a nicer cart on the Ferris wheel, if I ask for the promotion, if I ask for the thing, if I make the ask, if I put it out there, if I actually do it, then I'm likely to fail And if I just stay in this cart and if I never ask and if I never raise my hand and I never put myself out there and I never go after something that I want, I never have to worry about failing. I'm just going to stay here. I'm comfortable. I'm fine. This is good. Now, this lie is super freaking sneaky. This lie, it really makes me mad. I don't want to get like so mad that this is like an angry podcast episode, but it makes me mad. Because it sounds really true and it feels really true. Like that does feel true, doesn't it? Like it really does feel like, oh my gosh, if I pursue this thing, if I make this ask and it it doesn't go well and the answer is no and I fail, I'm going to be so embarrassed and it's going to be horrible and it's going to be a disaster and what am I going to do? It feels so true. But it's actually a really clever, really genius lie in disguise Because there are two versions of truth. There are two stories you can have about yourself. Story number one is that I am capable. I believe I am capable of achieving the things I want. Story number two is that I'm a failure and I'm not capable and I'm not able to achieve the things that I want. Now, even though that life feels true, when you stay in your cart and you say, I don't want to leave and I don't want to raise my hand and I don't want to make noise because I'm afraid to fail. When you stay in that cart, you are reinforcing story number two. You are reinforcing the story that you're not capable because you're taking action based on that assumption. You're assuming you're not capable, therefore you're not going to take action because since you are not capable, your action will never yield you results. So what you're doing is you are literally making sure you stay stuck in that story, in that narrative, and you don't have any evidence yet that it's true, but by staying in that Ferris wheel cart and being like, I don't want anything more for myself ever, 
You're making it true. You're turning something that might not have been true into something true by staying there and never trying to get out of it. And then there's story number one, which is I am capable. And if you believe that to be true and you adopt that as your story, you would never stay in your cart because you would see that the opportunity cost, the missed opportunity of getting out of your cart is so high that you would never want to stay in it. So what you want to do is you want to get past this lie by asking yourself which story you want. Do you want the story that you're capable or do you want the story that you're not capable And if you're wondering which story is true, the punchline here is that neither are true. We don't know. We don't know what's in your future. We have literally no way of knowing. But you still get to choose a story right now, and that story points you to your next course of action. So if your story is, I'm a failure, you're not going to ask. If your story is, I might be capable, you're going to ask, and you're going to do it even though you might fail. Maybe you'll turn out to be incapable. Highly likely that that's not true. You might fail, but if you don't fail, the rewards are going to be worth it to you and they're going to be significant. And so you want to stay in the story that you have the capability to do this and not stop yourself. Stop yourself from making progress and growing and getting what you want before you've even given yourself a chance to go after it. You have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that you'll be successful before it happens. That's scary. You don't yet have the evidence that it's going to turn out well. And only you can make the decision to drop the story that you're not capable and try on a new story. Only you can do that. You're not going to know the outcome until you actually do it. There's no way to have a crystal ball. But you do know the outcome that happens when you don't even try because you're afraid. The outcome that happens when you give up and throw your hands in the air and don't do anything because you're afraid is that you will stay where you are most likely. And so I know it's hard and I know it's scary, but this is where you get to choose and you get to take things into your own hands to begin to move the ball forward. Now, I shared a lot of stuff with you and I want to give you a tangible first step you can take. Doesn't matter where you are in your career. Doesn't matter if you have no idea what's next or if you feel confused or you're not sure exactly what to do. I wanna give you a tangible step that you can do that you might feel a lot of resistance to doing, which is totally normal. And I want to hold some compassion for those feelings because I know how scary this stuff is, but I wanna give you the chance to do something courageous. And so the step that I want you to do, the action step, and you don't need to worry about all of the future steps and the complexities and all of this stuff, just all you have to do is send one meeting invite to the person who is the primary stakeholder, the primary voice involved in arguing for your career advancement. It is very likely that that person is your manager. I want you to send them one calendar invite Don't ask for permission before you do it. Send it and then explain what it is. And the purpose of this meeting and the purpose of this calendar invite is to discuss your goals and to keep it simple. You don't have to talk about advancement or promotions or Ferris wheels or anything like that. All you have to do is pick one skill, one new skill that is not a skill that you're actively using all of the time in your job, but is a skill that you would love to develop, 
that would make you feel stronger and more confident and capable and could prepare you for bigger things ahead. Pick one skill, something that feels fun and exciting and something that you genuinely want to work on and genuinely excites you. And when you have this meeting, all you have to do is say, I've been enjoying things so much and I've been thinking about what skills I want to build and what new things I want to learn as I'm here and as I do this work. And I realize that I'm really interested in and really excited by the prospect of learning X. And I wanted to have this meeting with you to get your thoughts on how I can develop skill X and share some of my thoughts on how I might develop skill X. And I was wondering if we could meet regularly, maybe once a month or maybe once a quarter to talk about skill X. That is all you have to do. And if they say yes, then you have a recurring conversation with them about skill X and there's your Ferris wheel and there's your waving and there's your hello. Once you have that on the calendar, it's there. It'll probably get canceled a lot of the time because of busyness and all the things and calendar crazy things, crazy calendar things, but it's there and you locked it in and you did the baby step and there's more coming. There's more coming down the pipe, but you don't want to get freaked out about all the things coming down the pipe such that it prevents you from taking the baby step. And that is how you get that cadence going. And you will use that opportunistically to discuss what skills you are building, to discuss what skills you would like to build. And when you're ready, you can eventually begin to have discussions about the next cart on the Ferris wheel and that next step. But it doesn't have to be the first thing you talk about. It doesn't even have to come up in your first several interactions you can start small. It's better to start with a tiny action than to get so freaked out and not take any action at all because that isn't going to get you the results that you want. And so that is my homework assignment or my task to you is just like, even if this is something that you find scary to do, first of all, that's completely normal to find this scary. This is something that would have terrified me and felt very scary, but just do what you need to do to make it happen. So maybe maybe you write the invite, but you don't hit send and you're like, okay, I'm going to like first prepare it and then then I'm going to like close my eyes and hit send. Like do whatever you need to do to trick your brain into getting this thing out there and then reward yourself for doing it. I already feel proud of you just talking about it, just imagining you doing it. So please also feel proud of yourself when you do this and celebrate your accomplishments. And if you do this and if you've made it here and you've gotten all the way here after this wild and wacky episode, please let me know. I want to hear about your wins and your successes and your bravery and your courage because you deserve to be celebrated and I would love to celebrate you. And I think it is so cool, so magical, so incredible that the women who are listening to this show are taking matters into their own hands and doing things that are scary. This show is all about showing up big and doing these things even though we're freaking terrified and we, we feel like we're going to die. This is not a show for people who already feel confident and are like, I'm perfect. Although if you do feel confident, that is amazing. That's beautiful and wonderful. 
but this show is for those of us who are freaked the F out and are like, I'm going to die. Please help me. That is who this show is for. And the people who are listening to this show are taking action. And if they can do it, then you can do it. And if you feel afraid or uncertain or unconfident, I've been there and I did it. And so I'm another example of someone who's done it. And so you can feel afraid and that's so normal. And by the way, it's like way more interesting to be afraid and like it's sometimes more interesting to be a mess than to have all your shiz together, you know? So it's like, okay, you're a mess. I was a mess. Sometimes I'm a mess. That's cool. It's interesting. It gives us a challenge to work on. It gives us an accomplishment to celebrate when we get there. And so if you're feeling like, ah, I don't want to do it, this is especially for you. That means you have to do it because the more afraid you feel, the more likely you actually want the thing that's on the other end. Because if you didn't want the thing that's on the other end, you wouldn't feel freaked out because you'd be like, well, I don't want it. So it, it wouldn't even have stakes for you. If you're afraid, it means the stakes are high. It means there's something that you want there on the other end. And so follow your desire and let yourself be a little afraid. It's kind of cool and kind of fun when you're like, oh, I'm terrified, but I'm still going to do it. It's really empowering and really fun. So we've made it here. I'm going to sign off. I'm recording in uh, in my apartment and without air conditioning. So as I was talking about this hot Ferris wheel without the air conditioning, I was <laughs> it was making me hotter. So I'm going to sign off. Um, I probably sound delirious, but I hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening to this. And please reach out to me and let me know how this goes and how you're doing. I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for you listening to the show, for your support. I'm thankful for you for believing in yourself. And I'll catch you soon. There will be more solo episodes coming, more interviews coming, all of the things. So I hope you're doing amazing and talk to you soon. Bye.